member-owned, member-proud. That's Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. As a not-for-profit financial organization, Affinity Plus is for people who like people who care. And you get top-rated mobile banking technology you can use to bank conveniently on your own time, day or night, at home or on the go. Take your bank with you where and when you need it. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch on Edgewood Drive and Baxter to learn more. Affinity Plus is federally insured by the NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we are visiting with some folks from the city of Brainerd. Our guests today include Brainerd City Administrator Jennifer Bergman and David Chansky, who is the Community Development Director for the City of Brainerd. Folks, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you, Ken. Thank, Thank you, Ken. you, Tess. Yeah. Six weeks in now, huh? I am six <laughs> weeks in, and I was just saying before we started uh, here in the program that I'm still in learn and listen mode. Right. So, But it's going well, you said, too. It is going extremely well. Good. I feel uh, very welcomed here at the City of Brainerd, and of course, as I mentioned in our last Community Focus, been here eight and a half years Mm -hmm. and I just love the city of Brainerd. I think we have so many interesting things mm -hmm. going on and happening from, you know, the MP Center to the riverfront to downtown Brainerd to yeah. Washington Street, you know, our housing, you name it. There's just so many great things here in the city of Brainerd. Yeah. Right. It is an exciting time because there's a lot going on. Uh, David, you're right in the center of all of this as the uh, community development director, aren't you? Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's start talking about these things. I know last year you were talking about the comprehensive plan when you visit us. Uh, tell us more about that and where we are. Mm -hmm. Yes, Ken. Uh, so last time I was here, we were talking about comprehensive plan, and at that point, we were still talking about it's in development stages, uh, kind of going through the final drafts. Well, now the city council did adopt the comprehensive plan back in October of 2019. Um, that plan is available on the City of Brainerd's website under the Community Development tab for anyone to view at any time. Um, the purpose of this document, again, is to be a living document. The right. previous document that the city had really was kind of a compliance document that just got thrown in a drawer. Mm. We don't want this document to be that way. Right. So are there any highlights that our listeners would be interested to know? You know, this document really covers every element of the city, from housing to economic development to natural resources, transit. So really the whole document covers every aspect of the community. Um, I would really encourage all residents to read the thing. Um, one thing that's a nice about this document that the steering committee and the planning commission really took into account was putting a lot of the main elements of the of that plan up front right. in the first five to six pages. Oh, cool. So you can read that. You get 95% what's in the plan. And if you want more, you can read on. Interesting. That's a good way to do it. And I also think what was really great about the comprehensive plan, too, David, if you want to touch on this, was the community engagement that you did. It wasn't just yeah. a document written, you know, by the city. If you want to talk about the community oh, engagement. Ex exactly. You know, this, this was about a two-year process. And the first the first year plus was just engaging the community right doing multiple surveys ward meetings um, having a steering committee that was made up of members of the community mm -hmm. so really this this plan is developed purely from the input received from the community that's awesome yeah 
Uh, were there other entities involved uh, at all uh, from the city? Did you have council members that participated in this as well? Yes. Yeah, so on the steering committee, we did have council representation. There's council representation on the planning commission as well. So, okay. Well, we'll have to get online and take a look at this because it sounds fascinating. And um, this is, this document will cover, uh, you say it's a five-year document so this document a lot of times is looked is looks you know 15 20 years in the future but again as a living document the idea is that it's continually being reviewed so mm -hmm. probably every three to four years taking a small look at it going okay what where are we now what have we accomplished what new things have come up yep and then redirecting to um, account for those things right if any rents have been thrown into the plan you got to Yep, re-aim. Exactly. And I also loved at the Planning Commission meeting, really Ashley Kaiserschott from Sourceville and David Chansky from the city were really encouraging people to use this as a living document. Mm -hmm. Actually go in there, make comments, write in it. They yeah. they hoped that people would actually take this document and have it all written in yeah. and show what has been accomplished. That's awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm anxious to go see uh, <laughs> exactly what it looks like, and uh, we encourage everyone to do that. And you said it's on the city website. Correct. Okay. Uh, what else have you been working on? Ken, in, in addition to the comprehensive plan, one thing that goes hand in hand with that is our zoning code. Um, the Brainerd Z uh, zoning code was, as it stands now, was originally adopted back in the 90s. Mm. Um, and with co a lot of codes that were adopted back then, a lot of cities adopted similar codes. They're kind of what I would call a cookie cutter code. Ah. Um, and it really doesn't take into account Brainerd as a community, what our history is, um, what things are important to our community, how our community was built. Um, for example, you have lots of many of the neighborhoods in Brainerd were really developed around the turn of the 20th century, mm -hmm. you know, over 100 years ago, and yet some of these elements are really kind of 21st century elements. So we're trying to pit, you know, 20th century development into 21st century standards, and yeah. it doesn't really quite fit. Nope. So one of the things that the Planning Commission is doing now that we have this comprehensive plan that sets forth kind of our goals and vision for the future is to amend, work, working on amending the zoning code to fit that plan. Um, and they're in the very beginning stages of that, doing some education, trying to figure out, okay, what do we want to see in a zoning code update and, and what elements need to change so that our zoning code is much more uh, user-friendly. Mm -hmm. um, so for the average person looking at, okay, I want to do some something to my house or my business, it's easy to read, it can help understand what the standards are. Um, it's, it's influenced by Brainerd's history um, and who we are as a community and also encourages development, redevelopment, and economic growth. Very interesting. Who is uh, who are the who are the participants that is working on this? Mm -hmm. It's not just you, I assume. No, it is not me. So this is this is a um, endeavor that is being undertaken by um, the planning commission. Also, we have help um, through some contract work with Sourcewell Planning, help to help us guide through that process as well. And the city council will also be involved in this process throughout as well. Yeah, very interesting. When was the last time the city uh, or the uh, zoning codes were actually looked at then? Did you say 1990s? So it was originally adopted in the 90s, and since then it's just kind of been little piecemeal updates here or there, specific sections of code. And this time we're trying to look at the whole thing, the thing as a whole. Okay. Hmm. Very interesting. Is there a timetable for completing this update? 
this update is probably looking at at least a two-year project. Okay. Um, so I think our goal is this year is to really, like as I said, the planning commission right now is looking at some education, really educating themselves what are the issues, what do we want to look at, then potentially bringing someone on board, some a consultant on board to help guide the community through the process with an idea of probably about 2021 having a completed document. Very good. In the meantime, uh, there are parts of that code that uh, continually need to be enforced <laughs> in, in real time, right? <laughs> yes, Ken. Um, you know, as, I, as I've come on here throughout the last year since I've been with the city, one of the things I've regularly discussed are some code compliance issues that we are experiencing and we need help from the residents of Brainerd um, to comply with. The biggest thing we're dealing with right now is sidewalks. Snow um, removal. Um, yes, yeah. snow removal. I think people have seen some articles in the paper. Uh, Lakeland PBS had a, mm -hmm. a, um, a piece on it as well. And really, the issue here is that the city ordinance does require that all sidewalks adjacent to uh, a person's property need to be clear of snow and ice within 48 hours of each snowfall. Um, and why that's important here in Brainerd is we have a lot, a, a large segment of our population relies on our sidewalk network yeah. as their main mode of transportation. Okay. And so, um, especially we have a, a number of uh, disabled individuals um, who, when the snow is not clear, it is hard for them to pass. Yeah, yep. We've gotten uh, actually a number of reports over the last few months of individuals who, uh, disabled individuals who have had to actually take their wheelchairs onto the road because sidewalks weren't passable. I've seen it. I've seen it, and it's sad. Yes. And so, again, we're just reaching out to members of the community, asking them to make sure their sidewalks are clear, um, especially those on corners. Just a reminder that you have to dig through the corner to make sure that your sidewalk is accessible from the street. Mm-hmm. And you guys also push the clearing of fire hydrants and that kind of thing, too? Yes, okay. exactly. Uh, if you have a fire hydrant adjacent to your property, again, you want to make sure you have at least three feet around right. your fire hydrant. So in case of a fire, the fire department can access that hydrant. Okay. You would want that. <laughs> I would think so that say, the whole neighborhood right? would kind of be in on getting that thing clear. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. Now, I'm, uh, the first thing I think of is on an ordinance like that, if someone... Uh, is physically unable to shovel or do it themselves, is there help available to individuals like that? Um, there, are, there, are, there are organizations throughout the community that um, are, would be willing, I know of, um, to uh, assist, assist yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, uh, also, one element of the city's ordinance is we do also have an abatement policy. Um, so uh, this is something that if you cannot physically um, clear your sidewalk. It's something normally we'd enforce if we get non-compliance, but individuals are also allowed to call the city and just say, um, you know, can't. I, I, I can't, yeah. and we can yeah. abate that for you. And then there is a there is a fee associated with it that you can directly pay, or we can assess it as your taxes at mm -hmm. the end of the year. Okay. Best and then, bet, though, is for those, maybe if you know someone, call mm -hmm. someone up, call up a friend, exactly. a neighbor, and just, you know, exactly. ask yeah. for help. And that's a really good point, you know, and I think that's one of the things that the city should look at also is, you know, maybe there are some of our community partners mm -hmm. who offer this service. So, yeah. you know, we'll we'll reach out to some mm -hmm. local nonprofits and maybe there are there are programs like this available in the city. And we'd love to hear mm -hmm. um, from from residents if they're aware of these types of programs. We'd be happy to share them with those who call. 
Right. And Tess, this is actually something that the city's walkable bikeable committee is actually already working on. Okay. Um, they are trying to develop what I might call uh, snow brigades, trying to develop yeah. some kind of program that, again, gets neighborhoods together to help each other out. Because the kid That's down the block idea. doesn't always just show up anymore and say, can I shovel your walk? <laughs> like they might have in the olden days, right, kid? I made a lot of money as a kid. <laughs> I, was I just say. want to point that out There's to There's still young probably listening. money in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's always an issue, I think, and people do have problems, uh, whether they're physically able to or not. And then this winter has been bad. Oh, that, mama. Uh, unfortunately, we had a snowfall a few uh, was a few Couple weeks ago now, ago. maybe a month ago, that was so wet and heavy that it mm-hmm. was hard to shovel. And then it froze into a cement that, uh, well, I don't even know if I can chisel it off my driveway. <laughs> right? You right. can't. So, yeah. yeah. So that is an issue, it isn't is. it? It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Any other of the code compliance issues that need to be addressed this time of the year? You know, this time of year really is comes down to just mainly, mainly the snow. Um, and with, as usual, we just again, again encourage people to make sure that they're, obviously the property is clear of other things like garbage and things as well. Yeah. yeah. Very good. All right. Last but not least, uh, you mentioned this earlier in the comprehensive plan, and you mentioned the word riverfront. And I, my ears <laughs> always go up when I hear that yeah. because... We have a beautiful Mississippi that goes right through the city, and I know there have been groups working on this in the past to do some kind of improvement. What What's the latest? You know, Ken, as part of the comprehensive plan, as you mentioned, one of the things that kept coming back from the community is the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one of those things that, honestly, the Mississippi River is why Brainerd exists, and truthfully, if you look at the Brainerd's history. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet it's become one of the probably least used things in our community. And and so there is the uh, the Brainerd Mississippi Riverfront Committee, which is, um, it's not actually a city committee. It's a committee that's made up of um, members throughout our community. The city is in support of this, of this committee. Um, their goal is to turn what we call back to the river. We have turned, they feel like we have turned away from the river and we mm-hmm. want to turn back to the river. And part of that is by developing what they call the Mississippi Landing Trailhead. This is a project that they've been working on for a little over four years now. And the purpose is uh, to bring a a kind of a park style style facility uh, on the Mississippi River that allows everyone in our community access to the Mississippi River, which is really not something we have right now. Um, so they have already they have chosen a site. Uh, that site is, uh, if you're familiar with it, it's a parking lot right on East River Road. It's adjacent just across the street from the Brainerd High School baseball fields just south of the North Star Apartments. Mm. It's a city-owned uh, lot. Um, right now it's just being used. Uh, it's, it's traditionally kind of not really been used, allowed for overflow. Um, right now the the Brainerd High School is using it for some additional parking while they're going through their projects. Um, but the desire of this committee is to reimagine this space again into a community space that implements elements such as a canoe kayak launch so you can get right on to river, the river, yeah. um, river overlook, so you can, it's, it, that area of the river is absolutely gorgeous, so people can actually see the river. There's a lot of overgrowth right now that if actually you're there, even in the fall, you can't really see the river. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, bathrooms, open green space for people just to enjoy the outdoors, um, educational options, including potentially an educational pavilion where people can actually have classes outside right on the river. 
And then hopefully also, so cool. yeah, and then yeah. hopefully also an amphitheater that we can hold oh, community wow. events there as well. Oh, that'd be so awesome. And then all of this is is the other intent of this space is to be a trailhead um, within Brainerd, um, from which visitors can access a variety of different trails, including the Paul Bunyan State Trail and then ultimately the Cuyuna Lake State Trail as well. Yeah. So cool. All right. Those are some lofty goals. And, uh, but you got to start somewhere. Absolutely. Yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> the first thing I think of, of course, is funding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there efforts to raise funds to make this happen? Absolutely. So the, the Riverfront Committee at this point, they're in the final stages of developing a conceptual plan for this trailhead. Um, they have contracted with an engineering firm to get some cost estimates for that conceptual plan. We should be getting those probably within the month. Um, and then myself... Uh, and some uh, this Ashley Kaiser shot, who we're contracting with with Sourcewell. I'll be working on grant applications for funding starting actually this spring, so we can start try to get some funding in and hopefully make this project a reality. Is there anything the community can do right now to kind of help the process, or you know, come and learn more about mm-hmm. it? Absolutely, the Riverfront Committee does meet monthly. They okay. meet on the third, the I'm sorry, the first Thursday of every month at 3 p.m. in the CTC room at the Brainerd Lakes Chamber of Commerce. Awesome. And anyone's Mm. welcome to stop by. Anyone is welcome to attend. Awesome. Love it. Okay. Well, I think if this becomes a reality, it'll be phenomenal for the city. Absolutely phenomenal for the city, yes. Can't wait to see where it goes. No kidding. And how quickly. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of visionary people. It's great. And I think for many good reasons, that should be developed. And like you say, the... Mississippi River is such a big part of the development of not only Brainerd, but U.S. US history. Our entire country uh, can relate to the Mississippi. It's the largest river in the country. It's right here in our backyard. Let's use it. Let's let's develop. (laughs) Absolutely. Wonderful. Awesome. All right. Well, folks, thanks for being here today to talk about these items. Uh, Is there information on the city website on the riverfront development as well? Yes, there's information on the city and then which will also redirect you to the riverfront's own webpage. Very good. Sweet. David, Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. (laughs) Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Tess. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. Our guests today, Brainerd City Administrator Jennifer Bergman and David Chansky, Community Development Director with the City of Brainerd. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget our Community Focus programs are available anytime online on our website at 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can also listen through our free downloadable app, and that's powered by the Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.